and welcome Hoosier fans to another episode of Doing the Work, the first show on the Back Home Network covering IU women's basketball. This is our 81st episode recorded on Wednesday, November the 8th, 2023. I'm your host, Jeff Marlow, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Kathy Amos, and we will be previewing Indiana's first two opponents here in the season, Eastern Illinois and Stanford. But as usual, we'll start the show with our Hoosier Proud banner moment. And Kathy, I think for me, the Hoosier Proud banner moment uh, came kind of a, a, over the last week as well. It was just, it was not just one, th uh, one thing, but actually two things. Mackenzie Holmes has been named to the Naismith Women's Player of the Year watch list and also the WBCA, the Women's Basketball Coaches Association preseason Wade watch list, so which both those awards would go out to the Player of the Year. So she's obviously in the hunt and going to get some recognition for that. So congratulations to Mackenzie uh, for being on those two lists. And as usual, our banner moment is brought to you by Homefield Apparel, presenting sponsor of the Back Home Network, which includes the Assembly Call, Doing the Work, and Crimson Cast. Homefield is constantly releasing new schools or updating their products for schools in their existing line. You're bound to find something for you or anyone in your life that just loves great collegiate gear. They are constantly releasing, as we said, new merchandise. And by the way, if you haven't seen it, they've been dropping some new bomber jackets that are just pretty much fly. I saw one today, kind of an old school Tennessee one that was that looked really sharp. Not only do you get that quality apparel, but you're supporting an Indiana-based business that has its roots in the Kelly School business. Go to homefieldapparel.com. Com and use our promo code HOME23, again, that's H-O-M-E-2-3, to get 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME23 for 15% off. And again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. And not much news really this week, Kathy. We're waiting for games to get started, really. <laughs> but a couple in the early signing period today, I thought I'd pass along. Faith Wiseman, 6'4", forward out of Indian Creek High School, uh, Trafalgar, Indiana, but Trafalgar kind of in between Franklin and Martinsville for people not familiar with that area. Uh, Indian Creek, a 3A school in Indiana and went to the semi-state championship last year, only lost twice. Uh, Faith averaged 16.1 points per game last year, 9.4 rebounds and 2.6 blocks. She is a four four-star according to ESPN and number 55 nationally. And then the other signing so far in the early period, Sydney Finn, a 6'3 forward uh, who is playing at Arizona Compass Prep, but is originally from Buffalo, New York. Um, so she's going a long way away to play at a prep school. Last year averaged 12 points per game, nine nine rebounds per game, two assists, two blocks. Right now she's unranked, but from what I some of the things I could read, sounds like she may have a chance to move up some of the rankings this as we move through the year. But um, I, again, I trust Terry Morin and, and the staff to really uh, to find kids that they know will fit their system. There's another girl um, that is a, the 10th overall. I believe her name is Michaela Blakes. I'd have to go back and look at the name, but IU is still in on her, and she has not announced yet where she's going to be going, so it'll be interested to see. But those are the two that we know, and, my, and from the reading today, Kathy, IU still has three scholarships they can give out for next year, so there's still some work that can be done. And obviously we know that the portal may play a role in that a little bit as well. So with that, I'm going to throw it, we're going to go to Kathy for the Amos angle and find out what's on her mind tonight. <laughs> yeah. Thanks Jeff. So, um, Hey, we finally made it everyone. We're on the eve of our, our officially 
first basketball game for our Indiana women Hoosiers. So I'm just so excited to finally see them on the floor officially. And if the taste of what we got during that exhibition game is a sign of anything to come, I think, again, you know, like we mentioned in the last podcast, I, I just think they're going to really be a joy to watch again this year and just really exciting. I'm expecting really big things from them. So, you know, again, uh, Mackenzie Holmes, already named on multiple watch lists, two more coming out this this last week. So really excited for her. Glad that she's getting some of that more national recognition that we were all, you know, kind of clamoring for last year for her. Um, and then, you know, knocking it out again, or at least getting started from what we know with the, the recruiting class and having our two um, commits actually officially signing today. So it's, it's you know, we're, we're motoring right along as a program, and I'm just happy to be here for the ride. Yeah. Hey, before we get started about the art preview, we've had some games already earlier this week that we've talked yes. about you and I into some texting. What is there anything that really kind of stood out to you so far with some of the some of the teams you've seen? Yeah. So, I mean, I think obviously the two big ones are the two top 10 upsets that we've already had. So for those of you who maybe don't follow women's basketball super closely outside of maybe the Big Ten or Indiana, <coughs> excuse me, LSU, the um, national champion from last year, was knocked off last was that last week? No, it was Monday. Monday. Oh my gosh. It's only when I know, okay. I know. So yeah. Monday, yes, the Monday was opening day. So on Monday they got knocked off by Colorado and that same day, Ohio state, um, lost to, um, oh gosh, help me, Jeff. My brain just USC, future big yeah, 10 yeah. opponent, future big 10 current PAC 12. So interesting. Uh, maybe the PAC 12 is trying to make a little, little noise here on their, in their last year before, um, they implode. But, um, I think the biggest surprise was actually the LSU. Mm. I think what did I read? Sometimes since like 1995, that was the first time that the the defending national champion has lost their opening game. So it, it's not um, not very often that you have the national champion in the preseason number one team lose like that right out of the gate. Colorado is not anybody to take lightly, though, so it wasn't like it was a mm. terrible loss. Colorado is ranked 20th, um, but they handled LSU. Yes they handled him. It wasn't like it was a close game. Um, I can't remember the exact score, but it was double digits. So to me, that was the biggest surprise. I'll go along kind of the OSU, the Ohio state game uh, was one <laughs> that again, uh, Madison green did not play. They were saying she's going to be healthy. They think maybe they'll get her back by the end of November, maybe the first part of December, but they also said basically anywhere from mid when I see them say mid November to kind of first of December, I usually go on the later side of that. And I think she would have helped, but JC Sheldon played, pretty well problem was for Ohio State kind of the same thing we saw in the Big Ten last year they got pounded inside they the USC really pounded them on, on the glass and with the inside game and there were times when USC struggled to handle the pressure and that's when Ohio State made their runs they were down 18 at the half and they, they led by four I think it was at the end of the third quarter so it was like a 20 some point swing in the third quarter again and we've we've seen that we've uh, seen I will that. say this yeah. this is the one that I thought was really interesting was and my puppy's going nuts in the background. Um, <laughs> that the one I thought was most interesting, Kathy, was South Carolina playing Notre Dame over in Paris and yeah. just really handled and put put up over a hundred on Notre Dame and yeah. really handled them. And I think there were a lot of questions, even though South Carolina was a top 10 team, I think there were still a lot of questions about replacing all the kids they lost, primarily Aaliyah Boston. But at one point, Notre Dame was up 27-26 in the second quarter. Do the math from the rest of it. It finished up like 101-63 to 63 or something like that. 
Yeah. I mean, South Carolina looked like, I remember texting a friend of mine, like either South Carolina has put it, you know, put the puzzle back together quicker than we thought, or Notre Dame's not as good as we thought they were going to be because Notre Dame was 10th. And my friend said, "Eh, maybe a little bit of both. So I was, uh, that that South Carolina Notre Dame score really was an eye opener for me. Yeah, that was shocking. And the, you know, how fun for them to be playing over in Paris though. Yeah. Um, That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, those were probably the three big headlines already from our, our opening day we i don't think a whole lot came out yesterday and so far yeah. today so um, uh yeah. so let's move on let's talk about eastern illinois it. real quick that game is tomorrow night at seven eastern six central it will be on big 10 plus so you will need a subscription to be able to watch the game on big 10 plus not tomorrow or btn plus however it's supposed to be said all right uh this is a series that <laughs> iu leads all time 3-0 the last meeting though wasn't was all the way back in 1995 December 4th, 1995, at Eastern Illinois, IU won 90 to 63. IU was 2-0 all time in Bloomington. And so, Kathy, I thought maybe I'll let you take some of the personnel here on Eastern Illinois. Sure. Yeah. So first let's talk about their head coach. So their head coach is Matt Boland. He enters the seventh season here at EIU, um, but his 22nd overall in coaching. Um, he spent five years at Illinois previously and five years at Green Bay before that. Um, interesting. He was an assistant for IU for three seasons under Kathy Bennett. Um, he is 21 and eight last year. Their team was including 14 and four in the Ohio Valley conference OBC overall for his, his career. He's 424 and 242 overall. He's had four NCAA appearances with his teams and two WNITs. Um, they have opened up already. They played IUPUI on Monday night, and they lost to IUPUI in a close one, 77 to 72. Yeah. And so I'll tell you, I'll take their first person coming back here, Macy McGlone, 6'3", junior forward. She was a first-team All-Ohio Valley Conference last year. (laughs) She was also a transfer in from Milwaukee. She had been at University of Milwaukee for a year, and she transferred in. So she was also part of the OVC All-Newcomer team. She averaged 12.5 points per game and 7.3 rebounds per game last year. And she had 14-8 and against uh, Uwe Pui the other night. I haven't heard that for a while. I love it. Ooey pooey. <laughs> Tell I listen, I grew up listening to Bob and Tom, you know. Yep. <laughs> Me too. I just haven't heard it for a while. Um, so also for them, they have Maya M- M- Monahan. She is a 5'8 junior guard. Um, she averaged 9.3 points per game, 3.6 rebounds, and right at five assists, just under. In their opener against Ooey Pooey, um, she had eight points, six rebounds, and four assists. Yeah, and then the kid I think you want to watch for tomorrow night, if you're able to watch the game on BTN Plus, is Lalani Ellis, 5'8", freshman guard. She put up 21 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists against IUPUI on Monday night in that losing effort. I did see on their website that was the most points by a freshman in their debut in like five years, something like that, six years. So, But she's a freshman out of Milwaukee, and so obviously there's some you know some talent there for her to be able to put up 20. But I, I just think, Kathy, kind of the, you get into this. This is a game that I think, again, you don't want to overlook, but you would feel like with our vets and our size and our our, our overall ability, this ought to be a game that goes pretty much our way. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I think especially, I think the interesting thing to watch is going to be the the size. I think we'll, we'll have a pretty big size differential over EIU. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I, I expect McKenzie to be kind of similar to the exhibition, hopefully, if things go correctly, where, you know, she only, what did she play, 14 minutes in the exhibition? Um, like I would that. expect, um, with everything we're hearing from Coach Moore and how she's expecting to kind of manage um, McKenzie's points, excuse me, not points, she's not going to manage her points, her manage minutes. her minutes. <laughs> manage her minutes this year. I would expect that she'll play pretty limited time, hopefully. So um, I think this will be a nice warm-up game, especially if we can get a lot of our, our freshmen in again. Mm-hmm. And Shanice from the transfer portal gives some of the sophomores a little more time, um, you know, use maybe that opening quarter or two um, for our starting five and our main rotation to kind of gel a little bit. And then let's get our substitutes in there and give them a lot of uh, practice time. That's kind yeah. of hopeful how I think think it should go <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm with you i'm the kind of thing i'd really be looking for tomorrow night is how deep we go on the bench and and more about meaningful minutes on the off the bench and yeah. i think again the things you, the kids were the players we're going to see uh lexi bargesser um uh lene beaumont J- jules lamandola uh Ky- um almost a guy um uh, lily meister those are the kids lily. you know the, i think you know they and hannah sandvik I, 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 you know she got quite a bit of run in that um in the in the exhibition game so it'll be interesting to see that to me is going to be one of the big things i want to watch tomorrow night against the iu hopefully the game goes the way we think it will and i want to see how deep we go on the bench tomorrow night and limit like you said limit those minutes not only for mac but for some of the others that we know are going to play a lot of minutes when we get to the big 10 yep absolutely all right anything else you want to add in about eastern illinois here no, I, I don't think so. It's, it is our it is our home opener in our conference. Yeah. Or excuse me, our, our season opener. So it is a, a big, exciting game for us. But I think we're all maybe, hopefully, not the team, but we're. I think many of us anyway are looking ahead to that Sunday game on for Stanford. So. Yeah, and I'll be interested to see what the crowd's like tomorrow night. Um, you know, yeah. obviously we got a great season ticket base and all that, but I, I, I would I, I'll be interested to see if we can crack the ten thousand mark tomorrow night. Um, uh, because to me, uh, you know, that kind of will be because like an Eastern Illinois home opener, non-conference, everybody's expecting you to win. That to me would be kind of the floor of what I think the attendance will be. Whatever you know, whatever we get for that game. So that's that's kind of what I'm looking for. So let's talk about Stanford real quick. Number fifteen in the AP, in the AP poll, number thirteen in the coaches. That game is at five o'clock Eastern time on Sunday, four Central, and it is on ESPN. It is a nationally televised game. This is a marquee. This is one of these marquee matchups early in the season that's going to tell you a little bit about both teams. And right now, I use number nine in both polls. So, you know, you're talking rough, you know, a top 15 matchup here. Uh, Stanford leads the all-time series two to one. IU is only the only appearance in Palo Alto they lost. And the last meeting was actually in the Bahamas uh, back in the 21-22 season. Stanford won that game 69-66. And they play their first game tonight. They host Hawaii at the farm to open the season there. And there's, and, and to a certain degree, Kathy, before we even get into some personnel, this is what even more about this matchup. A lot of things really kind of match up, but both teams are really kind of coming off the same narrative. They both were number one seeds, expected to go deep in the NCAA tournament, and they both lost at home in the second round. So I think you kind of get your thoughts a little bit, but you got to feel like Stanford has something to feel like they've got something to prove this year, just like Indiana does. Yeah, I agree. And, and then to add to that kind of similar similarity between the teams, everyone's this year talking about us losing Grace Berger. Everything I'm hearing about Stanford is how they lost Haley Jones. You yeah. know, Haley Jones was a, a senior um, guard for them last year. She was a, you know, very much their facilitator in um 
really was in charge of that whole offense. And, you know, I was listening actually to a, a podcast earlier today previewing the Pac-12. And the, the person that covers the Pac-12 for this podcast was very much skeptical of Stanford. They were picked third in the Pac-12, mm. actually, um, by a lot of the, the coaches um, poll out there. And she said, Basically, well, we'll just have to see how they put it together and we'll find out on November 12th. So they, they clearly are keen in on this. Well, <laughs> so one of the she's actually a little skeptical with the loss of, of the people that they kind of lost from last year, specifically Haley Jones. And they she felt that they were going to be way over the red lion on Cameron Brink. And I think Cameron Brink's um, backup from last year, she transferred as well. I want to say to Oregon, but she's, she's transferred out. So they have some pretty big holes on the Stanford roster to fill from last year. And she's, she's a little skeptical of how they're going to do it. So sounds a little familiar. Yeah. And, and the other thing about that with Stanford is they were really reliant on some freshman guards last year and they struggled at times. Now there'll be yeah. sophomores this year, but there's still some concerns about those, that guard play with them. And then you throw in, as you said, you throw in the mix that Haley Jones is, has graduated and moved on. And then they also are going to bring back, as you mentioned, and we're going to talk about Cameron Brink here in a second, but they, uh, you know, also Hannah Jump is a senior that has a lot of experience. So they have a few yeah. kids that have been around that system. And real quick, we, I think everybody, I shouldn't assume, but a lot of people know Tara, Von, Tara Vanderveer's, you know, her, her name and her reputation. She'll be entering, I, this still boggles my mind, 38th season at Stanford where she's won over a thousand games at Stanford. She's in her 45th season overall. And by the way, for those who don't know, she is an IU grad. You know, this is, yeah. so there is a little bit of an, there's an IU connection here as well. Uh, they were 29 and six last year, 15 and three and won the PAC 12, but got beat in the PAC 12 semi again, very similar to Indiana. They got beaten in the, in the semis of the PAC 12 tournament. So um, Kathy, I, why don't you talk about Cameron Brink a little bit? Yeah, so Cameron Brink is, um, and obviously, so she she is their their senior forward. She's six four. Um, the, everyone's keen on the matchup between her and McKinsey, as, yep. as as they should. So last year, or well, not just last year, she is a two time All American. She was the Defensive Player of the Year last year. Again, another parallel. We have the Defensive Player of the Year for the Big Ten, and she was the Defensive Player of the Year last year. Um, she's two-time, actually, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, and three times she's made it to the all-Pac-12 team. And for her career, she has averaged just under 13 points, eight rebounds, basically three blocks, and a shot 54% from the field. Keenan on last year, she averaged 15 points, 9.6 rebounds, three and a half blocks, and 49% field goal shooting. So, so really great numbers from her. And I think what we'll see from Stanford personally, I, I would expect that the offense is going to run through her. I think it's going to start with her and it's either going to be uh, finished with her or it's going to get kicked back out to one of their, their guards. So I think that's how um, Stanford's going to probably go this year. But what do yeah. you think? Yeah, and I would say this about Cameron Brink. I mean, obviously, the marquee matchup here is going to be her and Mackenzie Holmes going up against each other. Uh, the one thing that stood out to me looking as we were previewing this is 54% career shooter. She shot only 49% last year, so she took more shots and was a little less mm -hmm. efficient. Um, and she actually had shot some limited threes her first two years 
and made around 35, 36%. She was way down on threes last year. So she struggled shooting the ball. Her first two years, she was much more of a defensive rebound, a defensive force rebounder. She was, she got her points a little more out of flow of offense, hanging around the basket for the most part, puts backs, things like that. I'm not trying to take anything away from her talent, but they had other players, especially her freshman year when they won the national title, where you know she was able to because again, this is a team that won the 21 national title. You know, and so um, the, 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 it's a team that um, had some pieces around her. And then last year, and along with, as you said, Haley Jones, especially was kind of the focal point. And so with that, but I, I'm really looking forward to this matchup because you're talking about two yeah. of the best post players in the country. And I think that, and I hate to make it sound like that head to head is going to determine the game. Cause I do think Indiana has some advantages some places besides, you know, as well, but I, obviously that's going to be the matchup everybody's talking about going in. And as we watch the game on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, go ahead about Hannah yeah. jump if you want. Yeah, sure. So yeah, you mentioned Hannah a couple of times. So Hannah is a, a six foot guard. She's a, a super senior, if you will. She um, was on the all pack 12 team last year, voted on by the coaches for her career. She averages eight points per game, 1.6 rebounds, just under one assist and shoots 42% from three. Um, last year, she averaged um, 11.2 points per game, two rebounds, and her assist number went up 1.3, and she shot 44% from three. So I think um, this is where that inside out will probably come yep. in, right? I, I would think if they can't get it into Cameron to score, I would expect they'll be looking outside to Hannah. So, you know, how we can close out on the threes is going to be pretty important here, I think, with with uh, with that. Especially with jump, I think you got to know you have to know where jump is. Um, you've got to make sure you're staying connected. I totally agree with that. And and to me, Hannah jump is kind of what you used to see, kind of some of the natural progression. Probably was playing just a very little as a freshman, sophomore, then her junior, senior year. She played a little bit more, got more minutes, got more opportunities. She's her her scoring has increased pretty much every year. She is a plus, she is a grad student, so this should be her last go around as well. But again, a, a couple of bets here in Cameron Brink and Hannah Jump, which again, very similar to Indiana has with Mackenzie Holmes and and Chloe Moore McNeil and Sydney mm, Parrish yep. and Sarah Scalia. Um, and so it's it, it, there's just so many things here when you look at these two teams. I would very much like to see this. I know this game will be good on Sunday, but I would almost, I would really love to see these two teams face each other again come March, you know, because I think both right. teams are going to be better. Uh, I mean, both coaches definitely hope so, but they'll be better come March than they are now. And and that would be, I, cause I think it's going to be a terrific game on Sunday. A couple of freshmen to watch here. I mean, again, they had a good recruiting class. Uh, Courtney Ogden is a 6'1 forward, a five-star recruit out of Georgia. She was the 10th player overall in this class of the 23 class that's enrolling here. Uh, Nina Aguera, I believe is how you said, 6'2 forward, four-star recruit out of Minnesota. She was 37th overall. And Chloe Cardi, a 5'9 guard, four-star recruit out of Arkansas. She was 39th overall. Couple things I did read about Ogden. There, there, they. There's people out there who think she may well start as a freshman in the very first game tonight against Hawaii. So if, if that that will tell you quite a bit uh, about what Tara Vanderveer thinks of her talent level, if she's starting right off her first game as a freshman. Yeah, absolutely. I think that they they are probably going to be the wild card, don't you, for Stanford in terms yeah. of how they really end up coming together. Because again, we talked about some of the pieces they've lost. Um, how can they they replace them? And I, I agree with you. I think that you know. Um, Tara hasn't been a coach um, for 38 years at Stanford if she doesn't know what she's doing, right? Obviously, right. she's led them to, to multiple championships and, and 
a lot of banners over there, Pac-12 and, and NCAA and everything. So I wouldn't count them out at the end of the the end of the year. I I could see they might be having some growing pains right now okay. and maybe we catch them at a good time. But the I think the big advantage for them is just the fact that this is going to be in Palo Alto. Yeah. Um and on the road. I think they're going to have a probably a really fantastic crowd there and, and the environment's going to be something um a lot of our our bench haven't seen and I would expect contrary to what we see tomorrow with hopefully a lot of people playing, I would expect the rotations going to be pretty short on Sunday. Ah, so what, do you, point. what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I, 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 but again, I still think you got to try and find a way to get to eight or nine deep. Yep. You got to get Jules. You got to get Lene. You got to get Lily. Maybe Shanice. Those, you know, you got to get to eight or nine. And, and, and because again, I understand McKenzie's going to play a ton. So, and, and then foul trouble becomes a thing. You got to be able to stay out foul yeah. trouble in a game like this on Sunday out in Palo Alto and, and, and at Stanford. You're on the road. You want to try, I hate to call it an upset. It's, uh, it, to me, it's going to be probably a toss up game if there's a betting line on it uh, yeah. because IU is ranked a little better, but you're on the road. So, you know, so, but if you want to pull that win off on the road, it would be a huge win. Let's face it, IU is going to have a lot of chances for good quality wins in the net. But you're not going to get a whole lot of opportunities to get a true road win in a non-conference game like this on the road. So, you know, that you could use as a quality win, a net, you know, to help your net out as you go. And and, and where that would come in is you're battling for a one or a two seed possibly. You know, oh, well, that yeah. win at Stanford might be what j- j- bumps you up into if everything else plays out equally. So um, just real quickly, um we did, we kind of had this in a different segment, but just what do you think on, uh, we kind of gave our predictions already for, for tomorrow night. What do you think on Sunday? Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be a really tightly contested game. I think we're going to have a ton of fun, uh, on the end, although I, I do think a little bit with their, their senior guard and senior Cameron Brink and their home advantage. I, I really, I think Stanford's going to end up pulling, pull the, pulling this one out. I don't think it's going to be considered an upset by any stretch, mm-hmm. but I, I do think that Stanford is going to, um, have the advantage over the Hoosiers in this, in this particular case. I just think that it, that road environment might be a little bit too much for us to overcome, um, especially like you said, if we get into some foul trouble with uh, maybe the amped up adrenaline and we got to go into our bench and, you know, they haven't played in that kind of environment very much. And yeah, this is our pretty much our only true non-conference road game, right? I think we have a couple other big games, but they're not at, um, they're on neutral sites. So yeah. And we go to Maine, we're going to Maine for McKenzie to play out there. But I mean, this is a marquee non-conference true road game. And you know, different atmosphere. Yes. So I think McKenzie's going to have such a following in Maine. (laughs) It'll it'll feel like a home game game anyway. (laughs) 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 They're going to be busting people in. It'll be okay. (laughs) And I think Lenny mentioned that to us when we had him on Lenny, Uh Lenny Holmes, when we had him on, earlier in the summer um yeah. i will okay, say this i i'm 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 gonna say you know i there's a part of me as we were talking about this and the more i looked at this i'm kind of like I'm starting to like some of these matchups but i said uh, when we did our preview show I, I said that i thought this would be our one loss in the non-conference so i'm going to stick with that right now but i hope i'm wrong i think this is going to be a nail biter i i i, I don't do think either team's going to pull away for a 10 or 15 point win um I think it's going to go down to the wire and it just comes down to who can make plays at the end. And like I said, I just think on the road, Stanford's going to, you know, I, I hate to say home cooking, but mm-hmm. you just always seems like home teams in these key games, find a way to make plays, get a few luck 
a break, a call here, a call there. And so, but yeah, I, would I be shocked though, if IU goes in there and wins? No. And I'd be very happy to, because I, I think we got a chance to kind of run the non-conference right. schedule, but I'm, I, I'm going to stick with what I predicted a, a couple of weeks ago. And, and we did our prediction show and I'll say that Indiana will, you know, this unfortunately will be the one loss in the non-conference season. Yeah. I also predict a lot of yelling in my basement. So <laughs> you or Sean. Um, mainly me, but he gets involved as well. So I'm already putting my dogs on notice. I've been talking to them, but I don't think they listen. So that's my other prediction for Sunday. So hey, anything else you want to add about Stanford? No, no. I think we, we had already covered them in a previous, um, uh, podcast as well. So, um, nothing, nothing else. So, you know, that Hawaii game, we'll have to check out the stats tomorrow. It's I'm going to see if I can, me, but, I'm going to see yeah. if I can find it on the like ESPN plus or something tonight. Cause I would imagine they're probably getting started around the time we finish up here tonight. Yeah. So I'm going to see if I can find it on like ESPN plus. And, and we were talking with Quang in the, in the chat a little bit with the workaholics, you know, you almost wish you had a women's basketball channel. And I was, and I responded, I think that, you know, ESPN plus actually does. If you have that capability of picking up ESPN plus I'm lucky enough with my Hulu subscription, I get it as an extra. So there's a lot of games on there and there's a lot of other games. I mean, and oh, shout out to Ari, who was actually at the soccer game tonight, men's soccer up three to one at the half in the big 10 semi. So, you know, nice. but there's, you get all kinds of that stuff on ESPN, soccer, girls, yeah. volley, you know, volley, women's volleyball, um, women's basketball you know it, it just so it, you'd be amazed at how many schools get covered on espn plus so i'm going to try and find that out a little bit tonight maybe they should give us some advertising dollars since i'm shouting them out yeah so. i feel like they should give us something for that <laughs> <laughs> all right a little bob thompson here yep all right Thanks to Bob Thompson for our music and programming notes. We will not be doing a post-game show tomorrow night. Kathy and I have some conflicts tomorrow, and, and, and so I'm actually not going to be able to watch the game live. I'm going to try and come home and watch it afterwards. Uh, so our next episode doing work, though, will be Sunday, following the Stanford game, November, the, uh, November 12th at 8 p.m., 7 Central, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, or pretty much right after the game. We'll be on the air here at Doing the Work with the post-game show. Kathy and I will be joined, and you never know, we might find a guest to bring on with us as well and see you know, see so, what we do. Jeff, but that, the, the game is at 4, so we'll probably be on at 6 Central. Oh, so, I, 7 okay. Eastern, 6 Central. Yeah, 7 Eastern, 6 Central. There we go. Thank you, Kathy. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Just watch so, the game. Yeah, watch the game. Yep. Um, <laughs> Assembly Call will be on tomorrow with their normal weekly show. They were on again last. They were on last night with their post game show after Florida Golf Coast. And if you want to see us do the show live and be a part of our live chat, the Workaholics, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash. Um, and and it's now at Back Home Network. It's it's no longer a back slash Assembly Call. It's youtube.com slash at Back Home Network, I believe is what it is. And you can also be a part of our private community, find out more about that. And that's changed as well. That is now assemblycall.substack.com. So for all of your assembly call, Crimson Cast, doing the work information, you can find that now at assemblycall.substack.com. And you can join that and find the details there. Special thanks, as we said, to John Ringer for Rig Design for designing our logos and Bob Thompson for our music that you've heard throughout the broadcast. And we want to thank all of you for listening. And those of you especially who are watching with us tonight live on the YouTube feed and the Workaholics, or if you're listening to us later, wherever you get your podcast feed from, we want to thank you. 
Kathy, before I sign off, you got anything you want to add in here? No, no. I'm just excited to officially kick off the game with two yep. two really nice games here coming up. Um, very different ends of the spectrum for us, and I, I expect to be equally pleased with both of them. That's that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> there we go. And I'm looking forward to that as well. So we'll talk to you again in a couple of days. Until then, keep your elbow in, your eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers. All right. All right. Good nice there. job, everybody. Hey, we kept that right to it. about half an hour. We I'm did. happy. No, we, I'm proud of ourselves. We got some discipline here. What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. So for those of you still listening, Jeff and I were like, okay, do you think we can do this 30 minutes? And we're like, no, we get too, we get too yappy. So we should shut up right now and just like end it <laughs> before we get going too far. Yeah, so. Again, thanks, John, Joe, Quang, all of you who are giving us yeah. compliments in the, in the, in the chat we appreciate all that we we, we hope you guys enjoy the show and just tell your friends you know tell your yeah. friends you know and i highly recommend um that you guys join us after the stanford game on sunday i yep. know the men are playing but hit record watch the men later come join jeff and i for 45 minutes and you can fast forward through the commercials and, in halftime and It'll the men fine. are and the men are playing like army you can, right, you they're can catch army. They're their lowest ranked opponent this is mm -hmm. way this is way more important in the scheme yeah. of things just, so come join us <laughs> just 45 minutes of the men's game go back to right. it after we're done you know uh but I'm i do think i, I think this minutes. is a game that i would love to be I really yeah. wish this was a game I could almost attend as a press person type, you know, and be able to see and get Terry Moore's reaction both either after a loss or after the win, you right. know, and, and and stuff, and and to see with that. But yeah, I, and when you start looking at some of these matchup with Stanford, and again, if their guards have improved, or the freshman, especially Clardy, comes in and gives them a better guard play, then I think that changes that dynamic a little bit. But if they still are kind of getting some so-so guard play, that's an advantage for us. I will also say this. Mac has done a good job since we've really started doing the show. Mackenzie Holmes has done a good job staying out of foul trouble. Brink worries me a little bit that, you know, because going up against each other, both long, both yeah. athletic, either one of them getting in foul trouble would be a huge disadvantage for their team. Yeah, I think it's I'm I think this game is the one I have circled on the, the calendar for sure in terms of non-conference games that I've been the most excited about. So, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, but you're going to a couple or one. At I'm least. going to a couple. Yes, I am. I got a mini vacation over Thanksgiving. My husband and I can get some beach time in, get some live basketball. It's going to be a good vacation. I'm looking forward to that too. I'm going to try so. and go to the Murray state game. I think next week on the 17th. Yeah. So sounds good. So, but anyway, so right. hey, we want to thank everybody for being there tonight Thanks, and for listening to us on the podcast. All right. Have a good night. all. see you everybody. Bye-bye.